dealing with fear and confusion. Dealing with fear and confusion. And we want to start by saying that it's all about what you meditate on and what you think about. What is in your heart? Do not look to outside. The things that you experience is as a result of the words you have taken in consciously or unconsciously. It is bearing fruit after its kind. When you take in words of fear, the natural thing is that to be fearful. If you take in words of confusion, you're going to be confused. It's about everything we do. If you are lustful, some people are very lustful, very, very lustful. Or you're always easily angry, cantankerous, you quarrel a lot. Don't look to the outside. Something within is causing it. Can be an unresolved anger, can be pride sitting within you is causing all of this things. If you gossip a lot, you have loose mouth, lying easily. It could be pride in you, it could be insecurity. If you are greedy, it could be ignorance, it could be it could be lack of wisdom, it could be lack of kindness and love, fear, insecurity. Everything we do can be traced to what we have in our heart. And our Lord Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, verse 21, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed all evil thoughts. See where it's coming from? Proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, adulteries. So don't blame the other person. It's from within you. Adulteries, fornications, murders, Thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile the man. That's where it's coming from. So if we, if we want to get rid of fear and confusion, then we do what the scripture says to do. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. He said, guard your heart above all else. Why should I guard my heart above all else? For it determines the course of your life. It determines whether you're fearful, whether you're in faith, whether you're in love, whether you're in hate, whether you are lustful, whether you're greedy. That's where it's coming from. So the Bible says, guard your heart for what you feed in there is going to manifest in the real life. And Satan, knowing this, is very much interested in your heart, very much interested in my heart. I use all manner of things, mainstream information, mainstream culture, traditions of your people. Oh, this is how we do it, where we came from. You know, some, even workplace culture. All these things, he controls the kingdom of this world. Television, internet, the books we read. He wants to invade your heart because he knows that your life is going to turn out according to what you think. Isn't it the Bible that says, as a man thinks, so he will be? So the devil is interested in coming in to steal the word of God in you and to sow his own word. To steal what you have and to sow his own word. In Mark chapter 4 verse 15, all these are they. And, and these are day by the wayside. 
where the word is sown. You heard it. I've preached to you. You read it. It's been sown. But it's not bearing fruit. You're not seeing the result. I can give you instances. A lot of people don't even experience the word of God. If it is being shown, again, it's being shown now. But when they have had, Satan comes now immediately, doesn't even waste time, and take away the word that has been shown in them. He gives them, they, they forget everything. <laughs> they talk news, talk everything, blah, 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 call their friends. I mean, just forget everything. And before long, boom, it's gone. Effectively, they don't remember anything they had. Oh, pastor, that someone was awesome, all oh, wonderful, amazing. Woo, glory. Four days after, he doesn't remember anything. Everything he's talking about is coming again from the kingdom of this world. It's about news. It's all about news. Oh, it's all about worldly stuff. John 13, 2. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon, some to betray him. See, he put it into the heart of Judas to betray him. He puts into our heart things that will make us do his bidding. The, the, for instance, the, 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 the record of what people did to you, who put it into your heart? Is that the loving grace of Jesus? And then, you know, because of that, they don't merit your fellowship now. You know, you are seated high and lifted up and they're sinners. They don't merit your fellowship if, if you know what they did to me. Something put it into your heart to hate them and not to love them. If you love them, the love of God forgives easily. And the love of God is not, you don't pay for it. It's unconditional. So we see how the devil gets into our hearts to sow hatred, bitterness between husband and wife, confusion all over the place, and sow fear. So we need to guard our hearts. It is important. Again, if we take the word of God seriously, like we said the last time, shouldn't we really allow it to guide us? Do we have a better wisdom than what God is saying? Do you have something anywhere else that is more important that will help you in life than what God is telling you to guard your heart? Shouldn't we really make effort to guard our hearts? And one other way to secure our heart is we need to rediscover the art of meditation on the Word of God. Instead of meditating on any other thing, any other wisdom, if we want to stop Satan, if we want to stop the world invading our space, if we want to stop producing carnal lives, if we want the word of God to work for you, to work for you, then you must rediscover the, 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 the meditation, the art of meditation on the word of God. Oh, too many people, you know, they do not meditate on the word of God and no wonder it doesn't work because, you know, they sit in their homes, all they talk about is the news. The news, the news, the news, the news, and the news. Oh, they are called afraid. Did you hear the news? Did you hear the report? Did you hear the news and the news? And brethren, shouldn't we be talking about the good news? We have good news. And when we imbibe all this news, 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 guess what? When we open our mouth, that's what we talk about. Good news, news, news. We even become a party to distributing fear. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. 
Oh, he just had the word of God, though. He just had the word of God, and it was awesome, man. Was, but now he's talking about news, 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 news. They can't get on the phone. The next 30 minutes, one hour, check what you are discussing. Ah, my friend, how did you hear my friend? Oh, well, check what you... You've been meditating on the wrong thing. We meditate, all of us. There is something that occupies your mind. And that is going to produce for you. Some people are still fearful today. And yet the scripture says we should serve God without fear all the days of our life. But we're not meditating on the scriptures. Because we really have no confidence in the scriptures. They are just what we read in church. All this song is what we sing in church. So we must rediscover the art of meditation, brethren. There are incredible benefits from meditating on the word of God, focusing on the good news. And the only place you find the good news is in Christ Jesus. If you are focusing on the news, you get what the news is saying. But if you focus on the good news, you get what the good news is saying. It produces life. Produces faith. That the man of God shall be strong, fortified, equipped to face anything. Those who know their God, they are always strong. But you can't know your God from all this worldly chatter. We must rediscover the value of meditating on the word of God. Thinking about what God said. Focusing our minds on it. Look at the benefits of Meditating on the word of God. By meditating on the word of God, we do not forget it. Because it's easy to forget it because it hasn't been working for you anyway. It hasn't been working. Let's be real. It has never worked for you. And because it doesn't work for you, you don't see the relevance. Oh yeah, I don't see the relevance. It will stop you from forgetting if you focus on it continuously. Look at what James said, James chapter 1, verse 25. But he who looks carefully, see how you look at it carefully, into the faultless law, the law of liberty, or the word of God, and is faithful to it, is faithful to it, is faithful to it, and perseveres in looking into it, faithful to it, continues to meditate on it, perseveres in looking into it, perseveres in looking into it. Being not a, a, a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, but he has to persevere in looking into it. He has to be faithful to it. Persevere, persevere. Why persevere? Your flesh will fight you. The world will fight you. The devil will fight you. They will use all manner of things to try to clog your mind and knock you. Take away your focus on the word of God. So, but you have to persevere in looking into it. Being not a, a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. See what happens. He shall be blessed in his doing. His life of, of obedience to it will produce the blessings of the world. It's just as simple as that. All these promises, 
You shall be blessed when you persevere in looking into it. So that it begins to guide your heart and taught everything. Proverbs 4.20 My child, pay attention to what I say. Carefully. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. See what he say? Don't lose sight of them. Don't ignore them. Don't look any other place. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. Which means you need to continuously persevere in looking into it so it will penetrate deep into your heart. Not on the surface. This is not one-time stuff and you forget it. No. Not on the surface. 22. For they bring life to those who find them. You see what he's saying? If you find them, if I find them, it produces after its nature. Produces. What does it produce? It produces life after its nature. It's not by struggle, ladies and gentlemen, and healing to their whole body. It will heal your soul, your mind, your body. Your, it will restore you to, to what God wants you to be. It will heal you from inside. The Bible says it's a designer of every intent or purposes of the heart. It, it, it's sharper. It, causes every, it gets into everywhere. It brings his power to reach. There's, there's no place that's out of reach for the word of God. Verse 23. Guide your heart above all else now, for it determines the course of your life. That's why. Number two, meditating on the word of God makes it work for, we, for us. Now, by meditating and focusing on it, we keep it alive. We don't forget it now. And we keep it active in us. Remember, it's life, it's spirit, it's active, it works. Then it produces, or like what well, we don't even remember it. I will give it passing, passing mention, you know. When we're in trouble, we go talk, talk, talk about it. And we're not used to disciplining ourselves to keep our minds on it. And when we try to keep our minds on it, we say a lot of things that distract us, simply forget it. So it makes it work for us. Look at Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. Man, this is what I want to be, man. This is what you want to be. Blessed. The person is happy. The person is fortunate. The person prosperous. And the enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. So all these news and things, experts, so-called experts, <laughs> experts, you can't be more expert than God. So-called experts, predicting whatever they have felt before, the record is there, and they keep changing their prediction every day. They are false prophets. Blessed is the man who walks and lives in, not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purpose, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where they scorn, they scorn God, the mockers, they mock God, they gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. And in his law, the precepts and destruction, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates. It's a habit for him. He habitually meditates. 
It's a habit he has formed. Habitually he meditates. It's not what he hears today and that's it. It's a habit for him. He meditates on it, ponders and studies it by day, by night. Verse 3. And he shall be like a tree, firmly planted and tended by that stream of water, the stream of the word of God. We continuously produce life. Produce healing, produce prosperity. The stream, look, we prosper as our soul prospers. When that stream prospers your soul, you prosper and be held. It's a ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Fruit of the spirit, which is lacking. So much lacking. Its leaves also shall not fade or wither and Everything he does shall prosper. Don't you want this? But it comes from being a habitual person who meditates on the word of God all the time. Meditates on the word of God day and night. Which means something has to go. So we give God's word the, the, the place of it, 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 it deserves as the primary source of our information. When the spouse says anything, you just don't worry about it. Go and listen to what God says. Can you imagine what they would have, Esphaz would have told Abraham and Sarah that in our study, you can't be look, you're, 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 you can't have children. That would have been a scientific fact. But God said, no, they will have children. God said, no, they will have children. And God said, listen, I have given you, not even going to. And then we forget that Abraham, after having Isaac, had six more children. We talk of miracle of Isaac. He has six more children by Keturah. After Sarah passed away. I mean, he had six more children, a hundred and something year old man. Because God says so. It's no wisdom that can compete with what God says. Who is he that compete? Who? Number three, meditating on the word of God allows the truth, the word to pierce through the junk we have carried for years, all the wrong doctrines, all the traditions we've imbibed, the practices we've held in when we were all these orthodox things, and this forceful mainstream culture that is making people wear rag, trying to look like the world, feeling really proud. Feeling very proud that they are wearing that. Didn't the Bible say we should do all things decently and in order? What is the decency in wearing that? Because we have no respect for this word. All the traditions of men, family cultures, you know, it's my mom. That's my dad. You should honor your father and your mother, but within the culture of Christianity. You can't come in and take over your home from your wife. Treat your wife like, a, like she's nobody or treat your husband like he's nobody. That's not Christian culture. They can't take over your home.
So the word of God penetrates and dislodges the sludge. Second Peter 1.19. But we have to really give it, meditate, meditate on it. Second Peter 1.19. And we have the prophetic word made firmer still. You will do well. Listen to this, brethren. You will do well to pay close attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dismal, squally, dark place. Until, there's an until, brethren. Only people who are faithful to it, who persevere and meditating to it, get to the until time. That's done until the day breaks through the gloom and the morning star rises, comes into being in your heart. When sickness comes around you, when these things come around you, you have to really go to the word of God and meditate on it until it penetrates and dislodges fear. You can't stop before the until moment. That's why meditating on it has to be a habit with form. So it's something we do with ease. Jesus said the same thing himself. In John 8 at 1, then said Jesus to those Jews, quit believing him if you continue in my word. He didn't say you read it once. If you continue... There is a condition there. Continue in my word. Meditating on it day and night. Being a habitual person who meditates on it. You continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed. This, this is the way to become a disciple of Jesus. Then. Because the word will produce his life. And you shall know the truth. Then you begin, the truth becomes something you know. To know the truth is that you identify it. You are familiar with it. You can tell it different from other junk around. You know this is the truth despite other junk around. Despite the evil report. There are many reports coming there. But you are familiar with the truth. You can identify the truth in the midst of all of that. And when you identify the truth, you acknowledge the truth, you confess the truth because you know the truth. But if you don't, and all these negative things begin to come, situations around you begin to swirl around you, you are no more sure this is the truth. You are not familiar with it. And then you begin to side in with that thing that is not in line with the truth of the word of God. Because you don't know. You haven't meditated until you know it. It's when you know it, it can begin to walk and set us free. And knowing comes with fellowshipping, sharing, spending time and meditating. That's what I'm talking about. Then the other thing the meditation does is then it gives the word of God the privilege to purge us. It purges us of all this sludge that grieves our heart. Purges us. John 15, 3. Now you are clean through the word that I have spoken to you. The spiritual detergent is the word. It purges our heart. The blood of Jesus says, cleanses us of all unrighteousness. That is absolutely true. But the word of God reveals that to you. Reveals that to you. It cleanses us. 
bitterness, all these things that make us easily angry, easily, we get easily irritated and, you know, we're jumping like a lion, want to fight immediately, but you know you're in church, so you hold back, but you know the anger continues. It is hot water. The word of God comes and cleanses it up, flushes all these things that cause us. Remember, it's from the heart. It's from, the, I say it again, there are people who go to church, they're very lustful, very extremely lustful. They can't stop looking at women and men. Very lustful people. There are people very greedy. That's why you come to any church, you bring a cake, somebody will take half of it. Because there's greed there. So people, in this, people are still owing people from cloth they took from them. And they are still taking more cloth. They know they don't want, want to pay back. Greedy. Greedy. Go to a conference, take your own food, no. You bring for your husband, your wife, your children, everything. Didn't even pay for them. It's called greed. That's what it's called. It is called greed. And something is costing it. Insecurity, pride, or whatever. But the word of God can, can flush that out and you stop it. Because now you begin to love others. If you take all of this in for your family, how about the others? How would they eat? The love of God begins to control your life. By their fruits, we shall know them. Jesus said, if you don't love, you don't belong to me. Let's tell it as it is. There's so much carnality. But when you meditate on the word of God, the Bible says it cleanses you up. It cleanses, it flushes the sludge. You look, you look at the early church. They saw what they had and brought that others will eat. In the new church, they take what is the church and go home. In the early church, they bring that others will eat. They sell their houses and everything. They lay it at the apostle's feet. The Bible said there was no lack at all. Now in the present church, we cause lack. Because you carry the whole food that is there for people. You take the whole cake that is there for people. You are causing a lack. And only the word of God can save our lives, our soul from the grip of these things. Only the word of God. James 1.21. Wherefore lay apart all faithiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted world which is able to save your soul from all these things causing all this ungodliness, carnal life, self-righteousness, Unteachable spirit. Talk, 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 talk. Un out of control, tongue. Something is gripped, people. But the word of God says free. It says free, brethren. But Jesus said we need to learn to continue in it. It says free. And the Bible assures us that change and transformation comes through the word of God. Romans 12.2 is what we are familiar with. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. You see what we're talking about? 
when you start copying the behavior and customs on this world, they are the source of your news, 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 news. That's where you live in. The Bible says, don't copy that. Because you can't copy it along with the word of God. It's just confusion. You have to let one go so that your mind is on one. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. When you meditate, the word of God renews your mind and changes the way you think. Because all these issues come from the heart, including fear, confusion. They come from the heart. And so when the word of God comes in and changes the way you think, it changes what you believe and brings faith, solid faith in there. Look at Isaiah 26, 3. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. God will keep us in perfect peace no matter what. If our mind is stayed on him, stayed on his word, if, we, if our mind is not stayed on the fashions of this world, customs of this world, but if it's stayed on him, then the spirit of God will keep us in perfect peace. Why? Because he trusted in thee. Trust ye in the Lord, brethren, forever. For in the Lord, Jehovah is everlasting strength. Can somebody say amen? It's everlasting strength. Now, since we're talking of dealing with fear, let's talk about the peace that Jesus gives. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I live with you. This is amazing, man. Peace I live with you. Peace I live with you. Give you. I give you peace. Not as the word give, it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, the peace the word gives, the word peace comes because the, their peace is dependent on circumstance. They don't walk by sight. They don't know God. The Bible says the word by wisdom can't know God. They don't know God. So they walk by sight, spiritually dead. So they can't discern any spiritual realities. So the only option they have is walk by sight. So when the stock market is good, they say, hallelujah, hallelujah, peace. And when the thing looks like it's going down, praka, 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 they don't sleep. They go they walk by sight. So their peace is, is a thermometer. When the heat is up, it goes up. When the cold is down, it goes down. It goes up and down. It's never stable. It's based on what they see. It's based on what they tell themselves. It's based on circumstances. He said, I don't give you as the world gives. Why? Because his own peace is based on him. He's, he's unchangeable. He is stable. He is powerful. He's able. We can trust his word. The Bible says that God does not change. Therefore, the sons of Jacob are not consumed. His word is not the today, yes, tomorrow, I've changed my mind. No, 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 it's not like that. He's not a liar. And he's behind his word. Abraham, the Bible says Abraham was convinced he's able to do what he said. And he had peace. So the peace he gives us is not misplaced peace. It's peace based on who he is and we can trust him, brethren. If he tells you anything, you're done. That's it. Forget about what somebody else is talking about. You can have peace. 
Philippians 4, 7. Talks about the peace of God regulating our heart like a thermostat. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God guards your heart. It guards my heart. Like it guards it through Christ Jesus. It keeps my heart steady like a thermostat. When things are hot, it keeps it steady. When it's cold, it keeps it steady. The Bible says God will keep us in perfect peace. He keeps us. He that watches over us does not sleep, does not slumber. No matter the news, you will be in peace. He said we shall serve him without fear all the days of our life. And he has given us this peace. In John 16, 33, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, you have tribulation. That's all you get out of these things of the world. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He said, look, I've given you my word. So you have peace. So you can't neglect this word. These things I've spoken unto you. That in me you might have peace. You can't neglect this word. We have to choose to meditate on it like he said to continue on it. So we will enjoy the peace of God. Now, the last thing I want to say here is that if we want to live in peace, if we, have, if we, if we don't want to live in fear and confusion, then we can't live like the world. Remember everything comes from the heart. See what the Bible tells us as Christians. Ephesians 4.17 With the Lord's authority, I say this. Say, with the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer. Which means they used to live like that. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. When a Christian begins to live like the world, he will be confused. He will be like them. Because he's operating the same mindset that they have. Verse 18. Their minds are full of darkness. You see why? They wander far from the life of that life, the life that God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They don't have time for God's word. They, don't, they have no interest whatsoever. If we don't have interest in the word of God to guide us, to purge us, we don't have time to meditate on it. It's not important to us. We are going to have this mindset, brethren, and they will create confusion and fear. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pressure and eagerly practice every kind of iniquity. But that isn't what we Christians learned about Christ. Or what we learned about Christ. First Peter 3.10 If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace. And work to maintain it. You see, if I want, you see, if you want to enjoy life, if, I mean, I want to enjoy life now. And see many happy days, not fearful days, not confused days. No. If I want that, then the Bible said, I must keep my tongue from speaking evil. And my lips from telling lies. Which means don't live like the, like the world does. If you do, you will pray the same mindset that they have. It, it's a mindset of darkness. It's devoid of the word of God. They don't know it. They don't meditate on it. A Christian can't have that kind of mindset. 
that is totally devoid of the word of God or have a flicker of the light of the word of God in it. The word should dwell richly. The light should be blazing in all of us. He said, turn away from evil and do good. Don't live that kind of lifestyle. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right as ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Let me read verse 12 in Amplified. First Peter 3.12 in Amplified. For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who practice evil. To oppose them. See what it is? To oppose them, to frustrate them, and defeat them. It's the same thing James said in James 4, 6. But he giveth more grace. He gives more grace. Wherefore, he said, God will resist the proud. But giveth grace to the humble. Those who neglect his word. Those who dishonor him. Those who don't care about what he says. They are proud. They are lifting themselves above God. The scripture said, God resists them. But he will give more grace to those who benefit from his grace. Those who value his grace. Those who put his grace to use. Those who listen to his word of grace and mercy and the things he's done and he has given us peace. He's told us, I'm giving you my word. Meditate on it. The humble will listen and God will give them more grace and more grace and more grace. My prayer this evening is that God will help us to remember these things we've said all the issues of life come from the heart, and we need to meditate on them. We need to guard our hearts. We need to meditate on the word of God so that the word of God will take root in us and flush out all these things that produce this life that is really a, an issue and a problem for us. We've said a lot of things that we benefit from the, meditating on the word of God. We can't forget it. It makes it work for us. And then, you know, meditating on the world allows the truth to pierce through every, every resistance that has been working against us. And then, finally, we talked about purging power of the word of God. It saves our soul from the grip of evil and transforms and changes our life. And then we said, cross, God, Jesus gave us his peace. He gave us his peace, not as the world gives he gave us his peace, depended on who he is. And we said, if we choose to live like the world, we are going to operate the same mindset of darkness and fear like they have, and confusion like they have. And the Bible tells us that God will give more grace to the humble who choose to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. I pray that God will help us to understand these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we now have... A Announcement. Announcement. The announcement will come on the screen. Good evening, brethren. Uh, here are the announcements. We have um, our Good Friday service at 7.30 p.m. And if you want to participate, please go to live at ftlw.org. Um, 
there will be Holy Communion given by the senior pastor. And we're asking that every head of the family should please provide uh, wine. But when we say wine, we mean cranberry juice, right? Cranberry juice, um, breads or cookie for uh, the Holy Communion as the Holy Communion elements. Um, so the pastor is going to pray over it. Our senior pastor is going to pray over it. And when he does, he's going to give instruction so that um, the head of the family can share it to every member in the family. The same also would happen for our Easter Sunday um, service that will happen at 10.30 a.m. So please also, if you want to watch it live, you'll have to go to live.ftlw.org. Um, now, every ministry... Um, should please prayerfully find ways to reach out to the members of their ministry during this time. Check up on them and make sure they're safe and they're doing well. The last announcement is, uh, the announcement goes to the women from the women ministry. Women will be having a teleconference at 3 p.m. on Saturday, April 11th at 3 p.m. And on the screen will be the number to dial in and call. So the number is 605-475-6006. That number again is 605-475-6006. And the access code 463235. That would be the access code. So you are asked and urged to call in for your teleconference. Um, this is from the Women Ministry. And that's about it. Thank you so much. I remain blessed. All right. Let's pray over the offering. Let us pray. Our Father, we want to thank you again for the privilege we have to serve you with what we have to honor you with our increase and the things you blessed us with. We came into this world with nothing. Can't really lay claim over anything. We bring it as love offering. We bring it as our service of being faithful to you. We bring it, Lord, so that your work will be done. We lift it all up before you. We ask that you receive the tithes and offerings of your children and bless them as you promised us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. A big surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. See you tomorrow. <laughs>